0: Okay,
1: so here are the
0: rails. (laughs) And
1: here is our show.
0: Completely off, completely gone today. What in the world? Derailed. (laughs) Yay, you're here. Welcome to the CK&GK podcast. Let's get going.
1: It's Tuesday. And of 65 episodes that we've recorded, this is our second on school violence.
0: Yeah, we're, um, we're really glad you're here today. We're recording this after um, events in Tennessee and um, also events that happened in Denver. So today we have six ways that you can take action if you're feeling a little helpless after recent school violence. So this is a trigger warning now if you can't listen to something like this, um, we totally understand. We just wanted to prepare you for what we're going to be talking about today. Thank you for joining us and and hopefully you learned something that you can, you can apply and, and take some action if you're feeling a little frustrated with what's going on in schools right now.
1: Right. And if this is your first time to listen to our show and you are looking for something upbeat, go back to episode 31. That's one of my favorites. <laughs>
0: Or really any of the other episodes we've done recently, totally digestible bites of like fun and learning. And we appreciate, you know, if this is your first episode with us and you want to listen, we appreciate it. But also if you're just really feeling like it's going to be too heavy, 31 is great, (laughs) but so are the others. So we encourage you to go there.
1: All right. So uh, with me is Caitlin. Um, She's a former teacher who now works in educational technology. Um, and sadly, that's an industry where a big part of it is developing devices to keep kids and teachers safe against violence.
0: It's true. Yep. And I have to go light on this. The reason that we can do this episode and the reason that I can handle these heavy moments is because Jenny, my host, is my rainbow-infused space unicorn. And <laughs> I just... <laughs> She just is, and she makes me feel better. She makes me laugh, and that's that's how I can do these. So thank you for being my rainbow-infused space unicorn, Jenny.
1: I mean, I love the space part. Right? I wonder, is a space unicorn, like, used to space, so it doesn't need a helmet, or does it need a <laughs> helmet? I don't know. Uh,
0: I think that's open for interpretation. I think however the image comes together in your mind is totally appropriate.
1: Okay, there's a space suit.
0: Yes. well
1: um, just because this episode is serious and it's tackling a topic that unfortunately we feel the need to address a second time I do think that there's still humor and great things in our lives so before we tackle something super heavy let's spend some time catching up and talk about what's happening in our world totally let me tell you right now what I'm obsessed with do it People who Google things on Facebook. <laughs> okay? I don't know if you remember, but like um, text from last night or yes, um, my life is site. average. You know, those types of conglomerations of lots of funny things, right? Yes, um, those were right great. Right now, I am loving the questions that people have put on Facebook thinking that it's Google. <laughs> okay. Someone in our neighborhood group actually put up... This is a one I actually saw in real life. This is real. Is Dallas worth visiting? Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, what, what What do you like to do? Where, how far it, away are you? Um, right. Do you know anyone there? Like, these are all pieces of information we need to know. Is Dallas worth visiting? I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, probably.
0: Also... This person is in your neighborhood Facebook in my neighborhood. group? yes. So, like, they're two and a half hours away from Dallas. Yes. Two hours away from Dallas. Like, like uh, oh, goodness. Okay. Like, what is happening right now?
1: Okay. Um, and then we've seen people like, is it going to rain today? What's the high? Like, you don't need to put that in Facebook. But my favorite so far, I've seen this one. It was in a group. In fact, the person who posted it in the group, I know personally. Oh no. <laughs> I'm looking for recommendations for the best mobile hibachi catering company that comes to you. Uh,
0: mobile hibachi.
1: Like Benihana at your house. Yeah. Okay. How many of those places even exist in our city? And how would you know which one is best?
0: Yeah, this is weird. Also, are we sure that they're not just like asking the neighborhood group for like a recommendation? I mean, I guess that's what Nextdoor is for, right? But like, this is so... So niche. Odd. Like, yeah.
1: mobile These hibachi are catering company? I imagine that if you Google that with the word Austin, you're only going to get one or two results. Right.
0: <laughs> if that right or all the results are gonna be like come to benihana and
1: then on top of that the best mobile
0: apache right yeah i think if they exist they by default would be the best pretty much like the fact that they haven't gone out of business would imply that they are the best
1: yes so shout out to the person who asked that um i know you and i care about you but that is really funny okay but yeah.
0: Yeah, that's strange. Okay, well, I'm going to throw in my current obsession. It's going to sound a little bit sad, but it's really not. We you and I are both pretty open about mental health oh, struggles yeah. that we've had in, in in the past and um I've recently started a round of antidepressants and my first attempt at this, uh you know this, I I had an allergic reaction to and broke out into hives every oh, day my God. for for two weeks, <laughs> it was horrible, and I'd only taken the pills for like four days. So, so like, after I I'm stopped taking them, about how my and skin now was. I have hives, <laughs> right? And I can't stop scratching because they are the itchiest hives, and and. I didn't know that I was allergic to them. I didn't know that I like, I kept swearing up and down. There's mosquitoes in this house. Like what's good. And right. no, no, no. Like no one else was getting bitten. <laughs> like, and I had these giant welts on my, yeah, it was horrible, but we've, I stopped taking them and I switched to something different and I am titrating onto them now. I am clearly noticing a difference in how I'm feeling after being on them for three or four weeks.
1: That's awesome. I'm so happy for you.
0: Yeah, it's just, a, um, it's something that has been a struggle for me for a while. And I'm just very glad to finally be taking the right steps in the right direction towards making myself feel more like myself again. So that's a really great thing. And if you ever want to talk about it, if you're a listener, and you just feel like, you know, you want to be you want us to talk more openly about this stuff we're happy to do it but um you you know dm us or whatever but uh, i'm happy to share what's going on with me so
1: please name a pill and i probably tried it
0: right (laughs) i saw a meme the other day it was like um how it started and it was like kids playing that mancala game where you like move the beans around the board right and then it's how it's going now or how it's how it's ended or whatever and it's like an adult putting pills into one of those <laughs> pill sorters for the week, yeah. which made me laugh out loud because that is one of my th- and I have so many pills in that thing that I use. I have a I have a seven I have a week long thing. It has my am pills and my pm pills and it's just like <laughs> I've taken so many different things and I'm happy to talk about them. But um, I'm just really glad to be feeling better now that I'm on a, an antidepressant that seems to be helping me out.
1: That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Um, as yeah, someone who just got off something that was highly addictive and moving towards something that doesn't make me wake up in the middle of the night if I forget to take it, it's great when you find the right thing for you. Totally. But what's great for you might not be great for me. And so we have to keep that in mind. Uh, you know, give yourself grace if your friend is on a. Uh, something that's making them feel really great and it didn't work for you, that's okay. Everybody's brain chemistry is different. Totally. All right. right. So um, here comes the best part of the show for me, the gem of the week. This is the part where you can either laugh alongside me or at me. It doesn't matter. Um, But (laughs) today's gem is not even so much funny as it is like, yes, I love it. (laughs) I woke up in the middle of the night. Earlier this week, and it was not the wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, ah, I'm, I'm totally rested. Oh, wait, I can still go back to sleep. That's amazing. No, it's the it can't be time to get up yet. Why am oh, I awake? Yeah. And I look at the clock and it says two thirty one. I say, OK, I got about three and a half hours before I have to actually be awake. Maybe I could drift back to sleep, put on a podcast, do something to help me fall asleep. And then I take a drink of the glass of water on my bedside table, and see the one. It's only twelve thirty one. It yes. was
0: so fast. Yes. That is the best. That is the best. I will often just lie there and I'm like, I know, I know my alarm is going to go off in ten minutes. I just know it. I just know it. And then I actually, and I, so I don't look at the clock. No, you're right. And then I roll over, and I'm like, oh my god, I have an hour and a half, and yes. it's so great. That it is was the so best exciting. feeling. It was like 12.31, oh. 12.31.
1: All right. I can get, I can be up amazing, for an
0: hour now. This is not a problem. Right? Oh my gosh. Amazing. Oh, I love it. That's yeah. the best feeling. I'm so glad that happened to yeah, you. It was so <laughs> It's like amazing. finding a 20 in your pocket. Yes, it's so yes. good. <laughs> It is like finding so, a 20. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we are officially turning into old people, and by we, I mean myself and and maybe my husband too. I don't know, but all of a sudden, um, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune have re-entered my life. <laughs> oh, I don't really? Know why? Goodness. So it's like <laughs> we'll be like at home in the evening, and then like there's nothing on TV, and and like somehow Wheel of Fortune ends up on the television, and I don't know how, but. It's been really like kind of fun to just kind of go back in time a little bit, and also Pat, Sajak, how do you still look exactly the same? Like I don't oh, understand this. There
1: is a picture of him in someone's attic. I'm sure this is a uh, Dorian Gray uh, thing. It's him he looks... and John Stamos. There's like right, yeah, and
0: Paul Rudd. Like what oh, are well, you doing? Paul
1: Rudd, yeah, hmm. Paul Rudd. He's aging in devil. reverse. That's
0: a different situation, right? Exactly. He's. I don't know what he's doing, but something, something good because he looks amazing. Anyway, um, so there will be times when Bryce and I are just like telling answers to the TV as you do when you're right, watching right, right, Wheel of Fortune. Right. Everyone does that. And we're watching, we look at Sam and his mind is just completely blown. Like every time we get it right, he's like, whoa, how did you know that? <laughs> and it fe- like i feel so smart and also <laughs> at the same time it's so good i feel so smart i, I don't so understand smart. why
1: i can guess the wheel of fortune clues before my i can my guess first the wheel of grader. fortune
0: clues before my first <laughs> grader but also it feels really good when you guess it before the person on the television right like th- right. that's when you're right. like i yeah. am a genius but then also along with wheel of fortune is now jeopardy in our lives again right oh, so yes, yes. And if you really want to feel smart, get a Jeopardy clue right before someone buzzes in. Like, you'll feel like a genius. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, that's harder for me. I don't usually do as well. So the other night I'm in bed with Sam trying to like, you know, we're we're doing the bedtime thing and calming each other down. And all of a sudden he just starts singing. And, you know, he sings a lot. Like, this is a thing in our house. He yes, it will yes, just yes. randomly burst into song, which is amazing. It's like living in a musical. And he'll, the other day he's like, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he just goes, where is that song from? Like, oh my gosh. So he's singing the Jeopardy theme song. That's hilarious. In bed as he's trying to fall
1: asleep. Okay, so when I was a little girl, I was teaching myself to play the piano. And what is the tune that everyone learns to play? Heart and Soul, right? No one actually has heard this song in forever. They mostly just hear it on the piano.
0: Or if they're watching big.
1: Or if they're watching big, right. The Jeopardy theme song has the same chord progression. So if you are sitting at the piano and playing Heart and Soul as a duet, and you happen to have the top side, you should switch to the Jeopardy theme song and blow your partner's mind My dad taught me that. There's quite a few songs that use that same chord regression, but Jeopardy is one of them.
0: That's hysterical. Yep. Oh my, could you imagine, like, you're just like, here, let's play together. And then you just kind of, like, trip someone up. I did
1: it all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's really funny. I love it. I love it. And then maybe your child will burst into song while, (laughs) while you are playing it. Who knows? Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. Are we ready to move into some real talk? That was, we got some heavy stuff to talk about, I think. So yeah, let's do it again. uh, As we mentioned at the top of the show, we're talking about ways to take action. uh, If you're feeling upset about recent school violence we have some really practical tips. I'm going to really quickly um, give a shout out to a few of the places where I got this information. Um, There's a Teen Vogue article about five ways to take action after a school shooting. Uh, Sandy Hook Promise, Every Town Support Fund, Protect Our Schools, Make Our Schools Safe, and March for Our Lives are all places where I got these resources. And we're going to link all of these in the description today. And then they'll also be in the description on our website. So, all of this will be available to you if you'd like to uh, learn a little bit more and get some details, but we've got some good details here that will be helpful. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: I just want to say that hashtag blank strong or hashtag pray for blank is just not a solution. Okay. I understand that like we've kind of developed a formula to respond to these types of events that like, oh, you put a picture up and you hashtag it blank strong and then like you've fixed it. But I really think that's just part of the problem. Activism takes actual action. Um, and sometimes that's going to feel uncomfortable or controversial on my own. I decided to do some research about, um, prevention and what you can do outside of change gun regulations because I know that this is a hotbed issue and for some it's extremely emotional and I want to be able to answer the individuals who are very pro-second amendment and do not want to see changes in gun regulations. That's not necessarily how I believe, but I understand that that can kind of end the conversation a lot. So I did some research. What I found was truly if you are not in favor of changing our gun regulations right now you have to put your money towards mental health care Mm. it needs to be in both schools in the form of paying more counselors um, not just paying counselors more money but paying for more of them in each school switching to a four-day school week so students have more time for reflection and and working on themselves Um, or youth programs in schools, and then mental health in the community, helplines, parenting support groups so that parents who are Mm -hmm. noticing about their children can come forward without embarrassment. And it needs to be more than just suicide prevention. They need more support. Mm -hmm. I know that you put together a list of different ways to take action. I just had to start with answering what I feel is the opposition and just saying Mm -hmm. that if If gun control is going to be a showstopper for you, you have got to help prevent the mental health side of this.
0: Agree. And there are plenty of people who are responsible gun owners who are not okay with what's happening. I agree. Uh, I'm with you in in that that's not necessarily like I'm I'm more in favor of um, stricter gun control laws, but also... I understand that there are there are a lot of responsible gun owners. Um, I I know several and um, I'm not interested in in doing things that completely polarize the entire country. I just feel like this is something that we should be able to come together on. And so if you're not interested in in stricter gun control, then completely agree that mental health is the way to uh, support what's going on here. So um, I've got six ways that you can take action. The first one is to contact your local legislators. Mm. You can make your voice heard by talking to your local lawmakers directly. Every town. Uh, which is a gun safety advocacy group, uh, again, linked in the description for today, offers an easy method to contact your state senator. It's basically like find your state and click, and then you do that. That's amazing. Um, ulobby.com, exactly. ulobby.com includes a feature where you can find the contact numbers for your local representatives really easily. Don't just contact them once. Contact them again and again and again. Um, I highly recommend considering to make a phone call as opposed to an email um, or handwriting some sort of communication in addition to any emails that you send. Um, emails have filters. <laughs> and it is very possible that someone in your local uh, legislator's office is filtering out those emails so that they're not a priority and they don't get seen Um, so yes, it's in writing that you've sent that. And that's a great thing, but also making additional contact, contacting additional ways is important.
1: Right. Double it up.
0: Right. When I've contacted legislators, I send an email and then I basically read the email verbatim in a phone call. And I also add in a little piece of uh, spite into the, into the (laughs) the call. And I, I do. And I say things like, If you don't do take action on this, regardless of who's running up against you, I will throw every spare dollar I have towards your opponent. Wow. Um, Good for you. It's a little bit, again, it's a little bit spiteful, um, but I do follow through on that. So if I don't see action happening, I, you know, I do do that. So the other thing is um, TikTok is a great resource for this, but um, there are plenty of others. You can learn about how much money is connected between the NRA and certain politicians. You can find that information out. It's public information. Yeah, so, it has
1: to be. That's, that's right. the drama that's going down right now is that there has been some unpublicized amounts and that's not legal.
0: Right. So all of that, when you contact your local legislators, you can say things like, I know that you get this much money from the NRA. I know that's why you're not making changes. It's It is more impactful when you provide a detail like that. So- That's one thing you can do is contact them and and give them all that information um, and let them know that you're not happy (laughs) because technically, remember, they are supposed to work for you. I know it feels like that they don't. I I understand that completely, but they do. So keeping that in mind, another thing you can do, uh, item two, you can help the victims and their families financially or by any other means that they request. After school shootings, there are often fundraisers online to help victims and their families. You know, we saw this with Rob Elementary in Uvalde. Um, There was a whole fund put together by a local bank in in town there. People were contributing left and right. We've seen it in other ways. So that is, if there is like a GoFundMe or something that got set up, you can definitely uh, support in that way um, if you feel like contributing in that manner. And, And it's something that you can do.
1: And remember that the victims are not just those who were killed, right? Right. That, to me, is part of this debate that's really, really challenging, is also the victim is the 14-year-old boy who watched this happen in his school.
0: 100%.
1: Or the 4-year-old who's afraid to go to kindergarten next year. Like, all of these things, all of these people... They're all affected by something like
0: this. Their families, um, the families of the victims, but also the families of the children who are now terrified to go to school. I recently saw a picture of a bunch of students on a bus crying up against the windows. Like that is, that was one of the moments that I started crying. I've start, I've cried a lot about these school shootings and each one feels closer and closer and closer. And, and you know this, they're... I do have a personal connection to a recent school shooting that really kind of tore me up. And the pictures that I'm seeing are just absolutely devastating. And I, I, there are more victims than just the people who, unfortunately, are tragically taken from us and their families. This affects entire communities. And also just teachers all over the place are really feeling affected by all of this. So that's just something to think about. Um, The third thing you can do is learn more about gun violence. Um, You can educate yourself about what gun violence in general actually is, what it looks like and how it goes beyond just the mass shooting context. I think we think about that a lot in terms of, you know, people things, but there are, there are other definitions that need to be aware of. So think about how gun violence affects women. According to every town, When a gun is present in a domestic violence setting, which is something that we know disproportionately affects women, a woman is five more times likely to be killed in that situation. Um, Gun violence affects, I know it's huge, gun violence affects people of color disproportionately. Um, We know that in particular, black teens have been calling for gun reform for years and years. Um, You can know the signs of potential gun violence. Uh, Sandy Hook Promise has evidence-based programs to teach people to know the signs, and that's one of their campaigns is know the signs, and how to act to pre- help prevent gun violence if you see these sort of um, behaviors and you can, you know, take actions to prevent potential problems. Um, that's a lot to learn, but even taking on one of those things will help you Take action. I, there's too much that will make you upset <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to not start taking action. Right,
1: but also learning in itself is an action, and learning for learning's sake—that's doing something.
0: Absolutely true. You can a fourth thing you can do is advocate for policy change. This is something that you and I typically don't discuss this right. sort of thing um, on this show. But if you feel so moved, you can do things to to make change um one of them the first one the most important one is register to vote if you're not registered and if you are registered and you're not using that power you need to start using it um typically local elections get ignored don't ignore local elections because those are the ones that really impact you directly and immediately um People pay more attention in nationwide elections or statewide elections, but your local ones matter just as much. If you're upset by what is happening with the school board, go to the local election and make change there. Um, If you're upset with what's happening with your city taxes, you need to vote in your local elections. If you're upset about what's happening in the police realm in your city, you need to vote in local elections. So you need to make sure you're registered to vote and you need to actually take action When it's time to vote.
1: Yeah, you do. But like you said, that's not just connected to safety or school violence concerns. That's in general, knowing what's going on in your neighborhood.
0: Right. Absolutely. So other policy changes you can advocate for. um, You can advocate for stopping assault weapon sales. Uh, You can advocate for background checks on gun sales. You can advocate for mandatory policies on safe gun storage. One thing that I've recently learned uh, is that you can advocate for extreme risk protection orders. I did not know this was a thing. No, I didn't either. When someone is an adult, I know, I know this in a different context, right? Like when someone is an adult, uh, like legally an adult, you can't, if you're their parent, you can't do things that might protect them from themselves. Right? So like if you know that your child needs mental health support you can't check them into a facility because they are legally an adult and they can take care of themselves. Right. Right. I'm putting air quotes around that take care of themselves. Right. Um, But um, there are things like there are things that you can do to try and facilitate um, additional support in a mental health realm. This is sort of similar to that. So in in an extreme risk protection order, uh, what's what's going on is basically in most instances of gun violence, that the individual who is, um, committing that violence showed signs that they were at risk of hurting themselves or hurting others. um a lot of the times after some sort of shooting incident, we'll hear stories from friends and family members about signs that the shooter exhibited, right right um, so these red flags um if you know them, you can stop them, right Um, so an extreme risk protection order it's an e r p o empowers family members and law enforcement to prevent gun violence and gun related suicides by petitioning a court to temporarily separate an at risk individual from firearms. Um, This is a civil proceeding. It's not a criminal proceeding and you're protecting their second amendment right while also protecting the people who might be impacted by the person using that firearm. Mm. So it is a thing you can do, um, again, knowing the signs and then being able to take action on those signs is, is a big deal. So that's, I didn't know that was a thing, but, but that is something that you can advocate for is for um, states to have ERPOs in place.
1: And that um, goes back to that piece I talked about at the beginning about offering parental support. Um, it is not easy to recognize these things in your child or in your child's friends. We need, we need to know that it's safe to do that.
0: Agree. Um, another policy change that you can advocate for in your state is Alyssa's law. Alyssa's law came out of the Parkland shooting at Marjorie Stillman Douglas High School. It's legislation related to the issue of law enforcement response time when a life-threatening emergency occurs. Alyssa al was one of the victims of the Marjorie Stillman shooting. Um, she could have survived, had help gotten to her in time, and it didn't her mother started Make Our School Safe. Her name is L'Oreal Hadaf and um, she is a big advocate of these policies that uh, make sure that there's direct communication between uh, educators and law enforcement. So basically, the law calls for installation of silent panic alarms that are directly linked to law enforcement so that when there's an emergency, um, they are notified immediately. Mm. Um, It's a very very important thing to be thinking about. And um, I could go on a whole tangent here, but I'm, I'm not going to do that.
1: But that seems like also another change that you can make if gun reform is not something you're interested in.
0: Exactly. You can advocate for these sorts of programs. It's unfortunate that these are needed, however. Right. right. And right. don't hear what there I'm saying. There is technology. Right. Like right. I, I right. did
1: this research because I wanted to be able to know what my opposition would do. Right. Right. Because I, um, I, as a teacher, am in favor of changing the story, right? And I understand that that's going to require legislation,
0: right? I do have information about particular technology that can be very helpful here. Um, if you would like to know that information, please do send me a message, and I will send you a link of something that I think is very powerful that you can use. I would also say another thing that you can advocate for is actual policy change in your school district. Again, local elections matter, but this is when if you are a parent with a loud voice, this will help. Learn what the safety policies are in place in your district and in your school. Ask those questions, right? And when you learn what they are, if you happen to see some sort of interaction where they are not used, you need to question them. Here's what I mean. If you know your school, your child's school has a system in place where you are supposed to sign in and then sign out when you go into the school and when you leave. If you are allowed to leave or allowed to enter without signing in or out, you need to say, "Um, is there a reason that I wasn't made to do X, Y, Z, right? You need to make sure that you question it. Because there are several parents I've interacted with who get upset when they have to go into a building and sign their child out. Those safety policies are in place for a reason, okay? By violating them, there's a loophole there that can be taken advantage of and you need to question it. You need to make sure you are following all the school safety policies and when they are not used in front of you, you need to speak up.
1: Right. To me also, that means that you are need to adhere to these policies.
0: A hundred percent.
1: So if your school has a locking front door, don't hold it open for someone else. Nope. Nope. Because not only do you need to question when they're not being used properly, you need to adhere to them and not fight with them. The, The reason that those policies exist is because that is the school's attempt at keeping children safe.
0: The other thing that you can do within your school district, Alyssa's law is coming for many, many, many states. The the Make Our Schools Safe organization is advocating for this to be a nationwide policy. It's already in effect in Florida, in New York, and it's coming in Texas. It's like on the docket. So you can ask, what are the policies that you have that will put you in compliance with Alyssa's law at the district level? And they should know what you're talking about. It's another way to just within your school district, ask those questions. Okay. A fifth thing you can do to take action is contribute to organizations doing the work. Now, not everyone has time to do these things that we've listed so far, right? Right. But some people who are lacking in time are not lacking in cash. And I understand that you might be lacking in both. Completely get that. I have been there and I am still there. (laughs) So I get it that said, they will use every nickel and dime that you send. So, I've got a bunch of organizations. Again, I've already mentioned them once, but I'm going to say them again here. Every Town Protect Our Schools, Sandy Hook Promise, Make Our Schools Safe, and March for Our Lives are all excellent organizations that are actually doing the work with these advocacy changes that we're we've talked about so far. There are other ways to give that don't involve cash. Many of them have hashtags or volunteer opportunities and other meaningful ways to contribute that are listed on their websites. Again, you can find those in the show description for today. And the last thing that you can do, and this is one that I didn't see um, in a lot of places, but I did find it in one resource as I was researching for this. Don't stop talking about it. Right. I know it's sad and it's depressing and nobody wants to think about these things. But the reason that we are so numb to it is because it keeps happening and we stop talking about it and yes it becomes a hot topic immediately after a school shooting but then or after some other mass killing you know there's that concert in in Vegas like all of it becomes a huge deal in those situations I understand that but then a few days later people have moved on
1: right right that's kind of where my comments about the tweeting came from, right? Like, hashtag whoever strong. Yeah, it's cool. But, you know, you tweet that out once the next day and then um, you don't talk about it again. This needs to be something that's front of mind.
0: That's where if you are going to tweet about it and you are going to use hashtags, that's where you can keep the conversation going, right? Right. Keep tweeting about it. Don't just do it once. Exactly, exactly. One time you changing the color of your profile... Right. Include a link to an advocacy route or include a link to a to a fund. Do something like that, and don't stop talking about it. Because, and this is going to be my final thought on this, but it's important that we continue to fight for this. Um, not just in the immediate, you know, right after this sort of thing happens, but just keep going. We can make changes if we just keep pushing it. Your legislators—they have to listen to you. They have to. Because if, you, if they don't, you don't vote for them. That's how that works. So it's the only way that we're going to see any real change, any real progress, is if you continue to make your voices heard. And you need to be louder than the people who don't seem to have empathy for these sorts of situations and for the people who are left trying to pick up the pieces of their lives after this kind of thing happens. You need to be louder than them. Those are my six things. I'm going to recap them real quick here. So the first thing that you can do to advocate or to make change, to take action after this is contact your local legislators. You can help the victims and their families financially. You can learn more about gun violence. You can advocate for policy changes. You can contribute to organizations doing the work. And please don't stop talking about it. So my call to action for this episode is going to be Um, check out one of the links in the show description and um, see if there's something that you can do right now.
1: Right. And don't let politics get in the way of keeping our schools safe.
0: Absolutely true.
1: It doesn't matter where you land on the political spectrum. Everyone is in favor of children coming home at the end of the day.
0: Every single person wants that. Okay. Make good choices. And uh, let's work together to make schools a safe place. Bye. Bye. hey friends thanks for listening to the ck and gk podcast find us at ck and gk podcast on instagram and twitter and rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify good pods or anywhere else that you pod See you next time.